and five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year's! Good morning and Happy New Year's, everybody. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are listening right now. Happy New Year's and welcome to the first edition of the brand new year in 2023, the first edition of Before the Three Counts. I am your man, the one, the only, G.A. West, and I am coming at you with the man with the plan, the one, the only. Unnamed host, a.k.a. the ghost of Vincent Kenny McMahon. Ooh, and that's a great way to segue right into probably the biggest news of 2023 kicking off the new year. Yeah, you thought we we counted him out, but he came back, you know what I'm saying? You know, can't, can't, nothing can take him out. Least, uh, who knows at this point? Um, but yeah, so uh, what we thought was, uh, you know, uh, a one, two, three. Uh, we got a last minute kick out by Vince McMahon. Kicked uh, out before the three count. Kicked out before the three count. Uh, I, but initially, uh, we saw had that uh, lingering uh, because he was pretty much majority owner <clears throat> of uh, the, the company anyways. I think he has like 80% stock, I want to say. Yes, that is correct. So in theory, he was going to be there, you know, either behind the curtain or in front of it. So that was, he wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. That That's true. And that's something I think, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, like you said, it was lingering in the back of the head. It was like, yep. wait a minute. Like, <laughs> he, he's still the owner. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, he wasn't totally written out per se as far as in, in that regards. But now he has come back full of uh steam, I would say. And yeah, so like the rumors and murmurs on the inter- interwebs is uh stating that he's uh gonna make a appearance soon. Or if he hasn't, I don't know if he has in the most recent tapings, but that's going to be happening soon, as well as potentially selling the company. Yeah, um, I don't believe he's made an appearance yet. Right. Um, but WWE released a statement. I want to say it was on Friday. Yep. Um, basically saying that he's back and better than ever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's almost like we're getting like a. It's gonna be interesting because I feel like. We still got like an NWO black and white and red and black situation going on because uh, <laughs> two new uh, employees, I, I, I guess, for like head positions, I want to say. Not CEOs, but like pretty close to it. Yeah, not not new. Oh, uh, so they've been there for a minute? They, yeah, they, they, were, uh, they were part of the old regime. Mm. George Berrios and I forget yeah. the lady's name. Right. But, uh, yeah, they were both part of the, the regime prior uh, to leaving. Okay, okay. Um, and yeah. then when Vince left, they were pushed out immediately. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you, we got Triple H, Stephanie, and uh, Nick Khan on one side, and Vince and his other two on another. Yeah, it, it, you, you know, that was a great analogy, the black and white, the black and red. Um, right. It'll be interesting to see how that all goes yeah but Vince is still no matter what uh, has the most power you know has the final say so absolutely Uh, to quote my main man Kanye 
no one man should have all that power. Um, you know, it's crazy to think about, but yeah, he's running the show however he wants to run it <laughs> as he can. And, and really, this is a, uh, I mean, you know, talk about a power move. This is a like saying like, you know what? Like I run things and I can run it however I want to run it. So I'm just coming back and bringing in my people. It's his baby. Now, um, do you think he uh, will sell the company? Like, it, since it is his baby, I, I really never saw him actually want to sell it to another entity. I mean, really, money, I don't think is an issue. Um, but do you think it's more of a, you know, oh, like, it's almost like one of those, like, Game of Thrones family type dynamics, like, you know, with the inner fighting. Do you think he's almost, like, not sour, but... He didn't like how he was pushed out originally by maybe some sort of inner, you know, mutiny. And then he's like, all right, if you guys got to play this hand, I'm just going to burn the whole house down. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's definitely a strong possibility. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the, the belief is that he is there to sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the belief is he's there to kind of make everybody forget <laughs> why he was put out in the first mm-hmm. place. Uh, and instead come back and be like, oh, like, I'm the genius that sold this company for a billion dollars. Do you believe in the uh, the rumors or innuendos that, like, there was folks within the company uh, that got tired of him uh, and sort of not staged uh, his whole, you know, well, as I say, that, that what, what, able to bring all his discretions to light or do you think that was just a coincidence that all that happened and you know at that time and he got you know pushed out i don't think it was a coincidence uh, uh, for sure. conspiracy that that could have happened <clears throat> i mean who who had that info you know who would have that info I mean, close family and friends that's, but that's, <laughs> yeah, but we've sort of known this for a while, though, right? Like, this is not the first time we've heard of um, Vince's, you know, uh, adultery. No, de- we've definitely heard, you know, rumblings over the years. Right. But this is the first time that numbers were, came out. And, like, no names were named, really, but they were insinuated. Yeah, so what made it different this time than other times, though? I think the fact that the the numbers like you know came out about the hush money and that sort of thing. Ah, so if he didn't say pay for it and he just did regular adultery stuff, <laughs> would make a difference. Well, yeah, because then there's no paper trail. Mm. But it wasn't company money; it was his money. It was his money. Uh, so it'd be like what... if you and I went and spent, you know, uh, went to like the, the casinos and we spent our money and we you know lost at the blackjack table like should we like lose our jobs because of that not at all um and vince shouldn't necessarily lose his job because of the the financial aspect because yeah it was his money um but i think at the time there was concern because at the end of the day vince's money all comes from wwe and i mean if you (laughs) that's for any job i would say too you know what i'm saying that's any job but but he's the one that signs the paychecks. Yeah, but if he was paperboy and he had adultery, like it's still his money. Yeah, yeah, but but in this case, he signs the paychecks, and okay. so that, and that's why they did the investigation to make sure it was his money. Right, right, which ended up stating that it was his money. So in theory, he really got ousted for no reason. 
I mean, there's the moral moral issues there. Uh, yeah, but but I, I agree with you, though. You're right. Like, I mean, technically, he didn't do anything wrong from a company perspective. Nah. And he didn't, like, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, uh, assault these, you know, these, it, this was all consensual, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I would say the, well, the one in the 80s situation, uh, I forget, uh, like, I forget her name. Uh, the referee. Yeah, that I can see, you know, but everybody sort yeah. of these weren't well here's the thing though like you don't pay millions of dollars for consensual what do you mean like he had to pay all this hush money like millions of dollars of hush money okay like you don't have to pay that when things are consensual no I mean sometimes I mean unless you get in the escort I, I, I mean a lot of you know people sometimes do that so the, so their wives you know because marital status you know they don't want them to know usually in that sort of situation you get them to sign an NDA and you might there might be a small money exchange to get them okay. to sign that NDA okay but but not millions nobody's maybe. paying millions for consensual yeah but maybe he didn't know about the whole you know NDA uh for you know those type of situations <laughs> so he was just like ah oh, here take my money <laughs> He's old fashioned. I mean, the man's seventy-seven years old. Like, <laughs> well, we, we we might know. You know what I'm saying? Like, he might not know. I, like I said, like if he was gonna do this, just go get an escort service. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is this free? It's uh, is it legal? No. Well, other than in uh, Nevada. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean that he would probably. Oh, have a you've got a private jet. Oh, okay. All right. But, I mean, you know, trip to Nevada still it still would have been cheaper for him to to take multiple trips to Nevada in a private jet than pay out these millions. True. 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 Um, but uh, do you think um it was uh the family situation that might have tried to bring his you know tales to light as well? Like, there's also been murmurs that you know is the you know child and uh uh you know son-in-law uh, that could <laughs> you know what i'm saying they had a lot to gain yeah I mean, that's like you said that's some game of thrones type stuff right there exactly um but you know, why, would he come, why would he come back and first thing it will you know r- rumored uh to be first thing i i just want to get rid of this company like if if he a doesn't need to come back to do that, and like B, that just seems odd at this point in the you know stage of the game. I feel you. Um, my, you know, I think back to my freshman year of college and taking psychology one hundred and one, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, ah, this is a classic, you know, egomaniac here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who they've just got to put themselves in the in the front and center because, like you said, yeah, he could have just stayed, stayed, stayed in the cut and like cut some cut some deals behind the scenes. It's his either way. But yeah, and if he puts a money play, like I mean, he's still eighty percent owner of the company, so like he can still retire and still make money off the brand. Absolutely. So yeah, so there's no there's no reason for him to do this other than ego. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> right, <laughs> but that's that's what drives him. That's yeah. you know uh, that's why he never wanted to be in the wrestling business. Yeah, uh, 
you know, he wanted to be in the entertainment business with the Hollywood moguls and, you know, the big shots. He wanted to be respected like a Scorsese. Or... No, the crazy thing is, too, like, if you look at the, the timeline, like, with the whole first, like, uh, Stephanie, uh, I don't know, Triple H, um, pretty much retiring because, you know, of his uh, heart situation. Yep. And then Stephanie is taking some time away to, you would think, nurse her husband back to health and look after the kids. And yeah. then like, within like two months, they turn around and back up looking all spry and like, well, <laughs> but like Triple H, you know, looking brand new. He got new, you know, pep in his step. You know, all of a sudden, like he's running the show, all these like uh, folks that got released and all back and you think, you know, everything's all wonderful and, you know, uh, in Disney World. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Wicked Witch of the East comes back. <laughs> right. Now we're like, in, like, confusion and turmoil it's like it's crazy like the whole liberty flip of like everything that has happened within like the past basically i would say the craziness started probably obviously with the pandemic and now it's like coming to like a, a head you know conclusion yeah yeah um no nah, it's crazy i'll tell you for me personally mm-hmm. i have a lot of fun um in my head thinking back to uh shane mcmahon um, and this wasn't that long ago. Um, I feel like it may have been like four or five years ago um, when he did that storyline where he's like, Vince, I know it's like hidden in the lockbox or something like that. And okay. Expose it to the world. Okay. Um, and it led to him and Undertaker having a match at Mania. Okay. Um, I remember what WrestleMania was this? Like, it was like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and, and yeah, Shane, he had he had the the whole thing. He was like, yeah, he's like, I know what's in your lockbox, and, and like I'm gonna expose it to everybody, and, and like blah blah blah, like okay. And um, it led to a match with him and Taker, and then like nothing happened after. It, okay, like, it completely got dropped. Like oh, like that's all done. Okay. Uh, and in my head, I like to go back and think I'm like, oh, like all all these you know payments and things were in the lockbox, and Shane Shane. <laughs> Out of spite, after being fired from from the from the company, has decided to release all that info. <laughs> okay, okay. Because let's not forget, Shane McMahon was fired last year. <laughs> yeah, which is strange in itself. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, this was a, it was a wild year for the McMahon family. And yeah, did he does he he had any ownership in the company as well? No, not at all. Wow. Okay. So since Vince is 80%, does, like, um, Triple H and Stephanie have, like, a good 10 of that or 15? Like, nah. you know. Okay. Nah. <laughs> it's like Vince owns 80% and then, like, the world owns, like, 5%. And, nope. like, the other McMahons and Dick Codd and whoever else owns, like, the rest of that. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, to get that 20%. Um, yeah. Yeah, they said when he came back, the stock went down. Well, now well, it's returning, returning. It's funny. It went down, then started going back up when uh, it was announced that he might be selling. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, because they're like, oh, we, ch- we finally get rid of this uh, thorn in our sides. Yeah, you know, and if they sell and you own some of the stock, I mean, you can get a big payout potentially. Yeah, that's true. So I guess we should. Uh, do you have any of their stock? I do not. Um, I, I wish I had invested back when it first started. Yeah, uh, it was yeah, it was thirteen dollars. 
um, okay. started. Now it's like 60. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, you know, it's one of those funny things. I remember when it started, like, mm-hmm. I was telling my mom to invest in it. She, I feel like she was like, yeah, that's wrestling. That's silly. Yeah. But I'm like, hey, if you'd invested, you'd have like five times your money now. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um, so if we, uh, if, if we put our heads together, what companies or uh, entities do you think see that you can see uh, buying uh, the company if Vince does decide to sell? Um, I mean, a lot of people are talking Disney. Really? Yeah. Okay. Could you see that happening? I mean, I guess of any company, they've got the money. True. Uh, they own Sports Center. Um, really? ESPN. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a Disney product. Okay. Um, and in India, the network is already on Disney. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that could fall in hands. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be an odd representation wrestling in, in Disney. But like you said, they have sports in it. So, I guess sports entertainment wouldn't be too far-fetched. Yeah, yep. Um, what about uh, NBC? That's the other big one people are talking, you know, because Peacock. Yep. And uh, I could see it going either way with either one of those two if they're interested in buying. Um, Could you, could, uh, A, do you see Vince pulling the WCW and selling for Uber cheap? No. That would make him him look bad. Right, right, right. Well, I'm just saying, like, it seems everything he's doing now is very, uh, like it just happening so quickly, so I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I was there, but yeah, because WCW got sold for what, like less than ten million. Yeah, I want to say when it was all said and done, it was like five million and some change. Okay. And were, were they a billion dollar company at the time? No, no. Okay. No. But if you were to sell the, what would be more close to their value? Obviously, not five million. No, yeah. I mean, you got to look at it. If Ring of Honor sold for close to twenty million. Okay. I mean, that WCW archive is worth way more than that. Would like two fifty? Um, at that, that time, I don't know if it would have been worth that, but okay. I would say anywhere from fifty to a hundred million. Arguably, it was okay. probably worth for for that tape library. Okay. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, so you'll see see him selling cheap and have like Tony Khan come in. To the shadows and, and picking up uh, WCW, <laughs> you know, like, with uh, WCW. Could you imagine? Could, um, you, but see, nah. could you see Seven Bucks uh, production picking up uh, WWE? I don't know if they would have enough money to do it. Yeah, because he did pick up the XFL, which is sort of a head scratcher. Um, yes. So, <laughs> but if, if I was gonna say, isn't he very close friends with Nick Khan? Yes, he is. So, I mean, there's that too. There is that too, but but yeah, I mean, I feel like that's big. Like, XFL was able to be bought cheap. Yeah, what was that bought for? That's a good question. Um, let me see if I can find that on the Google machine. Yeah. And, uh... But, like, if the Rock had, like, a, a decent amount of investors, it, I mean, obviously it wouldn't be all his money. I mean, he could possibly swoop in as well. Um... But then again, that might be too much stuff on his plate. Like, between the tequila and the movies, uh, 
XFL. Uh, you know, he got to sleep sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, I feel like the movies aren't going as well right now. It sounds like the... Which is weird. I didn't know the whole Black Adam situation. Like, I didn't know it, like, spur out like this. Yeah. Um, well, I guess the Black Adam situation, if I understand it correctly, they spent a lot of money to make the movie. Well, no, well, they, originally the uh, when they production value, uh, amount was like only like a hundred and some change, but they, the reshoots caught so so much it kicked it up to like three fifty total. Oh wow! Yeah, I think like the reshoots was like two and some change, and oh. uh, because the initial initial test screenings didn't pan out so positive. Yep. So they're like, all right, let's do some reshoots. And uh, so yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, we'll, uh, it'll be, uh, so I think the thing with, uh, that movie, cause I don't think the movie did as poorly as everybody is saying that it did. Well, I mean, it recouped, but only if it recouped, it only made like an additional, like 50 million more. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that's where I, I think all the, uh, problems are. Yeah. And if you're in this whole DC situation, uh, you know, like, and they're trying to see themselves as the equivalent of Marvel, and Marvel's like knocking up, you know, billion dollar box offices. It sort of, yeah, it doesn't help things, right? Right, something too with The Rock is trying to establish himself as a franchise, you know, superhero, and then your yeah. first movie, you know, had a flop, but didn't initially pan out how it wanted to pan out, right. But I think I, I think something no one took into account. Mm-hmm. Like Black Adam isn't that popular of a superhero. No, that's in the. In, but I guess also too, they, they uh, didn't really follow. If you're like a, I guess a comic fan, like Black Adam has more ties, little connection to the Shazam character, right? And I guess The Rock didn't want to do a cameo in the Shazam Shazam movie initially. So that sort of hurt it. So he just wanted to go straight to him and Superman, which is like almost like, I guess I, they do have like some obviously interaction because in the same you know comic universe, but it's like he sort of like sideswiping the his main uh, rival and just going straight to like the, <laughs> the head of the table type of thing. Yeah, and I think that was a mistake. Yeah. Like, especially- also, yeah. Oh no, go. Was, no, no, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say since and also Black Adam is not really the anti-hero that he played him up as. He's more, uh, I guess, of like a uh, talkative heel compared okay. to. He was not as stoic as The Rock portrayed him as. Okay, I mean, the Rock I got you. All about, you know, you know, uh, I'm not the hero because I you know kill people. Yeah, in the comic he's more like you know I'm a like snap everybody's necks and you know put my feet up on my you know throne and kick back relax type of thing. Interesting, and I think right. that probably would have been a better role. Exactly, like if he played more over here, but you know, I guess he wanted to make the, the character more of like a hero hero. Yeah, that yeah, was, I think that was, was a mistake. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting, because I didn't know all that uh, backstory about Black Adam like that. But hearing yeah. that, I'm like, yeah, I'd rather see that movie, and I think most people would rather see that, like, exactly, and, and see The Rock in that kind of role. What would make more sense if I if I was in the time machine and I was uh, a Hollywood uh, producer? 
Uh-huh. I would initially had uh, John Cena as uh, the Shazam character. Okay. Work, work him in, and then have The Rock come in as Black Adam. So then you have A, the two characters that fought each other in the comics, and then B, you have the underlying storyline of these two wrestling figures that had like a match at WrestleMania. So you have two yeah. different going into, um, uh, you have a real life storyline and a gimmick storyline. Yeah, yeah. It'd you know, be interesting. Yeah, because Cena is in the DC universe as um in the uh, oh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, but and his uh, standalone thing, Peacekeeper. Okay, which is, yep. which is his character. So I got you. But yeah, I mean, folks were saying they were looking at the Rock in a, in a different light with that whole uh, Fast and Furious thing because they thought he was doing something similar with the uh, Black Adam, you know, trying to uh, take the franchise for himself. I got you. Similar, like with the whole Hobbs and um, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, with the Fast and Furious universe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But hopefully, yes. hopefully, like I say, he takes some time, you know, reevaluates his acting uh, career. I think if, if I was him, I'd look at how Batista is doing his acting. Because Batista is like, you see Batista in movies, but like you actually see his characters that he's playing as well. Right, right. Like, you don't, it's not like, oh, there's Dave Batista on screen. It's right. Oh, it's the only time, yeah, the only time you might have saw that when he first was like, his, that character in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, oh, that's Batista. Bat- Batista. But then, like, I you. you know, did his own thing, and then in other movies, uh, you know, he sort of like taking more acting seriously. And actually, that's what I was just gonna say. I've read uh, a couple of clips or excerpts from interviews yep. where uh, he said that, yeah, he's not trying to be like the action star and blah blah. He wants to be a right. real actor, right? And yeah, I think to, unfortunately with with uh, Rock, like, I think when he first started acting, they put the Arnold tag on him, you know. Of like, oh, this is the next uh, blockbuster action, guns blazing, superstar. Yeah. But, uh, which sort of not sums up for failure, but it's like, you know, what I'm saying, it, it was it's a different time. Like when Arnold and Stallone and Bruce Willis and like all those like Van, all those action guys in the '90s and late '80s, times were different. So you can have those big franchise, Schumacher, Bang Bang action, you know, movies. Compared to now, where the times are a little different, you really can't get that off the ground as much as uh, you once did. I feel you, and you're right. It is a very different time. Um, the type of movies that are being made, the type of entertainment that is being made, is very different. Right. It's hard to pick up that type of franchise, which I think he was looking towards with the you know um, uh, comic book, like similar because like look at uh ryan reynolds like he has like the whole deadpool character is like all him now you know what i'm saying yeah, he yeah. Really with green lantern that didn't pan out so well so you know now he has this franchise and you got you know other actors uh, i mean low-key uh not the wrestler but low-key <laughs> uh, people already think about it, but like keanu reeves is like that action star of like the 90s slash 2000 reinvent himself he came in you know with speed then he had the matrix then he got now John Wick, like, and he's not really like the stereotypical, you know, action star look. No, you're right. And uh, it's funny, just very quick side note, because this is always funny to me. Yeah. You know that Will Smith was originally cast for The Matrix? Yeah, he took a uh, Wild Wild West instead. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually it's probably better because I can't see Will pulling off the um, the Neo gimmick. Yeah, same, actually. 
you know, because the character is very, you know, uh, I don't know how to like describe it, but like just the character of like a computer hacker and got into the whole matrix system of robots and stuff like that. I can't see Will doing that. No, I think Keanu Reeves was the right guy for the role. Uh, oh, perfect. I, and it's funny. I'm like, I, I'm I'm gonna spark some controversy here. Yeah. But but I'm like, I, I also think that it was important to have a white character play that role. Okay. And the reason why is purely the aesthetics of the set. Okay. Everybody's wearing like dark black. Like I'm like, oh, like when you have that white character, like face, like just uh, the the contrast. Okay. That, okay. That's literally it. That's why I'm like, I know it's controversial, but I'm like, no, just for the aesthetics of it. I'm like, okay, okay, but yeah, like, um, you know, so I don't know. Maybe the the like I said, because The Rock really doesn't have a franchise. That I mean, he, I think he could have done something with the Scorpion King. You know, nah, if you I don't think so. You think because the first one was decent. It was, but he was like a CGI like. <laughs> No, well, that was the Mummy too. I'm talking about like the standalone movie, the Scorpion. Oh King. yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. With him and my main man, Michael Clark Duncan. Right. Like I think that like if if they like fleshed out that character and he could you know that could have been his like vessel you know compared to like you know how like uh, you know Arnold got Terminator, Stallone got Rocky, Bruce Willis got Die Hard. But like we say, Keanu got Matrix. Or you can even say John Wick at this John point. Wick now, yeah. Um, like, yeah, the, the, you know, even, you know, Vin Diesel has a, uh, the Fast and Furious, uh, so it's like, with The Rock, it's so hard to, and I know he's attached his name for so many, uh, you know, franchises, or even just, like, you know, movies, it's like, oof. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny, um, the more I've been thinking about it as we've been sitting here, yeah, I'm like, I don't know why they didn't make Black Adam a heel, because I'm yeah. like, especially if you want him to go against Superman. Yeah, but and but he shouldn't really go to <coughs> Superman so quickly. Neither he should have established the right. whole Shazam. Like that'd be like uh, uh, Venom having you know his whole franchise, but never acknowledging Spider Man. Right, right. Like that really makes no sense. But going to like Venom going against like I don't know, it's another Marvel uh, going against like, like Wolverine, Blade, something like that. Like, <laughs> Or like Black Panther, like everything <laughs> completely. Um, and, and yeah, I'm like, I don't know who didn't think about because I'm like, oh, you've got to tell a good story. So I'm right. like, if you first set up Shazam as like, yeah. oh, Shazam is like right under Superman, right? And he is the hero of you know the with the magicians. So you then right. you bring in his his uh you know his rival, right? You know, so you bring a Black Adam, and then if you have Black Adam beat Shazam. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, well, who could beat Black Adam? There you Only go. One guy. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's, I, you know what? You, yeah, you know what? I, and I'm not a big comic book guy, and I will yeah. admit I have not watched most of those Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I, I, I'm very peripheral, peripherally knowledgeable. Right. And so I'm like, I know of all the movies, I've got an idea of the plots. And I think something that the Marvel movies have going for them that the DC movies don't, strong villains. Yeah. You Thanos. Right. Like, that's all anybody talked about was Avengers Endgame and Thanos. And like, oh, like. The funny thing is, Thanos is a ripoff, one of DC's biggest villains. Darkseid, right? Exactly. 
and but they didn't flesh out Dark Side in the the DC. So movie. now, if you, if you bring him out, people could compare him to Thanos. Yeah. So it's like we beat you to the punch. Yeah, you're right. You know. Uh, but also, but they you... didn't do a very good job with Dark. Because I did see the. Uh, in fact, I saw the director's cut version, like the four hour version of that that movie with Dark oh, Side. Was yeah. that Justice League? The, yeah, the Justice League where it had like yeah, Aquaman, yeah. Batman, and all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but also I think also what Marvel has uh, that DC doesn't have is a lot of Marvel's storylines take place in actual today's locations. DC is all like you know metro metropolitan. What's, what's the yeah, Metropolis? Metropolis, yeah. And then Batman's in um, Gotham. Gotham, yeah. Th- these are all Matt, but Spider Man's in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Like in the in Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> okay, I got you. Well, uh, Wakanda technically is in Africa, but I mean, obviously, you know, we know it's in Africa, but there's no Wakanda country. But you know what I'm right. saying? You know what I'm saying? These are like actual locations that, like, in, in today's you know world. You know? I feel you, but I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but I feel like like Gotham is supposed to be New York City. Is it supposed to be New York or Chicago? I thought it, it was supposed to be New York. I don't know. Oh, because because I think in like one of the Batman movies, <clears throat> they have like above. Uh, <clears throat> trains like Chicago does, but it could be could be New York. I could be wrong. New York's got some above trains too, though. Oh, okay. Oh, it does. Um, they get elevated trains in New York. Yeah, in Queens, not so much in Manhattan. Okay. But yeah, in Queens and Brooklyn. I'm trying okay. to think. I'm I'm thinking of riding on the train now, and I'm like, oh, I've definitely <laughs> been above ground in Queens. Yeah, and in Brooklyn too. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. But yeah, it'll be interesting. And plus, Marvel got them like eight different phases. You know, I don't know if DC has the same thing, but if I was The Rock, I would just chill on as far as like trying to um, get that franchise at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, just come out with some solid movies. Just be, yeah, just be an actor. Even take like a, you know, take a role where you're not even like top on the, you know, on the card, like where you're like somewhere in the middle of the credits. I got you. <clears throat> You know, I, think, uh, I think what's tough there, Rock went through that phase. But did he really? Because like we said did in the beginning. Well, all right. So obviously he had that small cameo in the, in the Mummy Two. Yep. With Catalyst to the Scorpion King, which he was uh, the star on. Yep. Um, I know he was like he was somewhere in the middle credits in the Be Cool movie. Yes. But then again, he had the rundown, which was him starring in in a full feature movie, executive produced by Vince McMahon. Yeah, and then he still had that Sunland Tales. I don't know if he was supposed to be the star on that I feel one. like Justin Timberlake was the star of that. I didn't even know he was in the movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I paid <laughs> um, so after that, and then I think he had Walking Tall. Yep. Um, and there's some other movies, I think, like... Very. <laughs> very. <clears throat> um, Doom. Which does that, and we'll have a, actually, I was about to be like, we could have a separate conversation about this on another episode of the podcast. I'm like, Wait, does, what do you does, mean? Does the rock and the tooth fairy count as the black man having to wear a dress in a movie? Oh, I never saw the movie. So what's it, what was the tooth fairy about? Um, And I'll be honest, I never saw it either, but I, I've seen clips and I mean, he played the tooth fairy. Like he's coming into the kid's bedroom, like in a tutu and like taking, taking teeth from their pillow. Right. But what's like, is he like, Saving the kids like from like some burglars or something. I think if I if I recall, <laughs> I think the story was like he was a bad hockey player, like like a bad guy. Okay. 
and like something happened and like to like redeem himself like he had to be a tooth fairy oh okay right. I, th- I think that was the premise uh, he also had the movie Gridiron Gang with Exhibit yep yep uh, that was filmed in Boston I believe really yeah no it was not what was the other movie he did <laughs> about football no no it was Gridiron Gang that's where he plays the coach right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was filmed in Boston uh, Bo Douglas <laughs> is in that movie seriously as a yes. player uh, what's that? As a player? I'm not sure what, what he played, but I, I do know he's in that movie. Okay. But then after that, I think that's when he got catapulted to the whole Fast and Furious franchise, I want to say. Yeah, yep. And then, I mean, really started taking off. Uh, he did yeah. G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Um, yeah, I think he never he was- took off like it was supposed to. Which, I could see, like, that could have been his franchise if they, you know. And I think it was supposed to be. But then when he got involved, like the it, it shot up from what the previous one had done. Oh, he wasn't in the first one. No. Ah, he's in. Okay, how I many uh, GI Joe movies did they make? I feel like only the two. Oh, okay. Okay. No, no, because they made a Snake Eyes one. I remember seeing like. That. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But I don't know if that was like with the original cast, but I feel yeah. like GI Joe was supposed to be a cinematic universe. <laughs> Could have been uh, like. I remember, like, in A, like, would I guess, you know, kids uh, in that age group, like, I age group when G.I. Joe was hot and heavy, like, would that been a really blockbuster franchise to bank off of? I think that's the problem. Like, really, it's yeah. our age group that can appreciate it. And that'd be, yeah. Well, no, look at Transformers. That's true. Transformers is rocking and rolling. Yeah. Like, even Cena was in Bumblebee. <laughs> that's right. So, um, yeah, like I said, um, I don't know what he has going on next. Well, I know he, him and Kevin Hart, he got the Jumanji. That, I guess that could be his franchise. I guess so. But or, then again, uh, Jungle Cruise. It's funny. He keeps on coming into these movies that already been established, though. Because Jumanji initially was a 90s movie, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and all them. And then, you know, he comes in later. And then same thing with G.I. Joe. He's saying he came in in the second movie. Fast and Furious, he came in later. Yeah, I feel like that's his mo. Like, find something that's like hot but dying, and then like try to jump on it. See, so is so that's that might be like not his like failure, but maybe his his Achilles heel. Yeah, you know, like I, I would even say doing DC movies, like he's jumping on like a dying thing, like oh, yeah. I'm gonna bring this back. Yeah, same thing with XFL. <laughs> <laughs> Rock got got you know stop brand new. I mean, yeah. If if you if you his his manager right now, what what direction would you tell him to go in as far as his acting career goes? Man, uh, that's a good question. Because I'm like, what does anybody want to see him as? Yeah, do you want him to be the action star of yesteryear, or do you want to see him like in some new roles, like? I think like, some new roles is how he has to go. Okay. But I don't know <laughs> in what. And would you even make him go to the small screen? Do some TV shows or, you know, cable I, TV, like like one of those type of things, like HBO series. Well, he did Ballers. Yeah, he did Ballers. That was pretty decent. Yeah, I feel like he's good in that kind of role. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, uh, he was funny. It wasn't a TV show, but in Pain and Gain, I don't know if you saw that. Yes, I did. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, 
I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what I'd like to see The Rock in? Yeah. I'd like them to make a part two to any given Sunday. Ooh. But isn't that basically the same what we initially said originally that he just goes into... <laughs> That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel like it would work here. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I think it, it'd be cool to see him, like, in a role that you want to, like, see him as. Like, as, like, a brooding, intimidating big dude. Like, maybe have him, like, play, like, like a lawyer or, or or a teacher of some sort. I know he did the coach thing, but that's sort of the football, which, like, he initially played in real life. But, like, I don't see him something, like, he never... You couldn't see him in as like a character, you know what I mean? Okay. Like if you think about all the roles that he plays, it's somewhat him. Like even going far stretches, you know, when he was in like Baywatch, I could see him like as a life. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. It'd be cool to see him like something you couldn't see him as. <laughs> you know what I would like to see him as? Yep. Um. Oh, what was that movie? So I mean, it would have to be a remake, but I'm yep. like, oh, this this would work. Um. Oh, what was was it? Lean Lean on me. Ah, is uh, Joe Clark? Yeah. <clears throat> but then again, I mean, that just played to his size, though, right? Like his 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 stat, like his you know, physical size to be intimidating, like as an uh, intimidating teacher. But also loving. Okay. Okay. Like I feel like you, you know, I'm like unless I'm misremembering the movie, cause, and I'll be honest, I haven't seen it probably in like 20 years at least. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he was like he was a loving teacher, like at the same time, you know? Okay. Okay. Like yeah, uh-huh. it's like like he, he takes no guff, but like at the same time he's there to help the kids. Okay. Okay. Could you see him like in the in the like, like you know how like Denzel was uh, in training day? Like it was a total one eighty of like his previous roles? Yes. Could you see him the rock in a non cookie cutter movie? Like as like that like Bad villain like that, 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 that diabolical character. I think he'd be great at it, but I don't think he'll do it. Okay. Just like we never saw Will Smith as a heel. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, uh, well, same thing with Denzel, but it, it helped out Denzel to get an Oscar. Um, like, do you think actors does that like hinder them? You know what I'm saying? Like when they don't want to step out their boundary of comfortability. I do think it hinders them. Uh, especially because, and this is just one of those human nature things, uh, but a lot of actors, especially your bigger ones, yeah, you get caught up in seeing them as them. Like you said earlier, like we always see The Rock just as The Rock, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like, yeah, if you want to be not that, you've got to do something totally outside of your realm. And it also goes into, if you're an actor, are you going in for more just the glitz and glam and the money, or are you trying to be an actor where you can stretch... You yourself as an actor, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Factors, uh, you know, the artistry of it, you know, being an artist. Yeah, Which and, I, and that's that's and what that might he's be, uh, going towards. He wants to be the artist of like an actor. And yeah, and I was gonna say that for The Rock, that might be uh, what's toughest for him. Yeah, he's kind of in the same position that Ronda Rousey was in when she left the UFC. What's that? What do you mean? So when Ronda Rousey left the UFC. She yep. was still a viable top five fighter. Okay. But the problem was she had already been booked as like the big star and champion. 
Okay. And like her her paycheck commanded the level of being a big star and champion. But it's like, oh, like really you're like number three or four. Okay. So it's like that's where you should be fighting. Yep. But we can't put you there because you're too big for that spot. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I know we uh said the rock franchise is jumping on him, could, but could you see him pull a character like the uh Keith uh Ledger was in the Joker as uh in um the uh what was it? Not Batman, Batman uh Dark Knight. Dark Knight, yeah. Could you see him pull off a role like that? Like where you get acclaim and fame, but you gotta go out your role of being you know, being comfortable. I can't see The Rock doing that. Um, I feel like Southland Tales was as close as we would see for that. Okay. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, that's unfortunate because if he's gonna be, what the, the funny thing is, like this whole like, like The Rock wanted to be this whole like almost like trying to be like John Cena was in you know WWE is probably a clean cookie cutter uh, image, but like when he was the rest when he was The Rock, the character, the character was nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like I feel like The Rock forgets like what got him over was being a heel. Exactly. It's like so hilarious because I'm saying it's like a 1-8 because Cena's character in like Peacemaker is totally that. Like he curses, he like kills people. Like it's like hilarious how like their careers are like <laughs> hand out. Right? Like even even movie movie like, like but then you got like John Cena the wrestler like he's like Hulk Hogan uh, you know Ultra Instinct times like 100. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious. And then The Rock is trying to like play that same you know, gimmick in the movies. No, I feel you. And uh, if you look at his brand, like his online social media, like he's portraying, not portraying that, but that like that's him all about like positive vibe. You know, like the Will Smith vehicle. They're basically hand in hand almost. Like we're talking about The Rock or Cena? The Rock, like uh, if you look at The Rock social media, it's like similar to like, like Will Smith. Like it's all about positive vibes and like messages and like you know all these like and doing like good stuff for like you know getting his family members cars and stuff like that. I feel you. Well, well yeah, but um, I know we mentioned uh, him and GI Joe, and we had a conversation not too long ago about uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And, yes. G.I. Joe and how uh, he was able to fend off the fingertips of uh, one Vincent Candy McMahon uh, <laughs> dipping, in, dipping in his uh, his his, his uh, goodie bag of uh, money uh, which is amazing you know that he was able to A have Vince not touch any of his royalties but come back and still work with Vince later on yeah right like he did leave for what four or five years uh, after the, the cartoon was up and running yeah, I think so. So he think came back five, in what, yeah, five, five years. Five, so he came back in what, 88, was it? No, Slaughter came back in 90, 90, late 1990. So wait, when did he leave? He left in like 85. Oh, okay. 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 He'll be on the cartoon. Okay. And did he, so the, the character Sergeant Slaughter, was that a Vince creation or did he have that in the indies? Um, well, there were no indies back then. Oh, but, in the territories, I mean. Yeah, in the territories. He had it in the territories. Okay. Because okay. that's actually who he was as a person. So he so he was a legit shoot 
uh, in, yeah. in the military, like uh, Joe Sargent? Yes. Really? Um, funny enough, a friend of mine, actually, her dad went to high school with him. Really? Yes. Where, 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 uh, are they from the East Coast? Yep, New York. Oh, okay. Upstate or the island? The island. Oh, wow. Um, so... Did he, I don't know if you ever like read an article from him or seen an interview, but did he ever? Do you know how he went from military to wrestling? That I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But my friend's dad, who, who went to school with him, told me like he was always like that. Like he was like that kid, like in gym class. That's like, oh, come on, guys, we gotta do more. Like, you know? <laughs> All right, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did he ever? Do you know if he had the connection between the the, the character GI Joe and? How they hooked up? I think Mattel approached him. Really? So somebody saw like a wrestling show. They were like, "Oh, this guy would be perfect for a cartoon." I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, good for him. Or not? Mattel, uh, I'm sorry, Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mattel was uh, with WWE at the time, I think, and that's that was the, the funny side note about Hasbro. They own Defro Records. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, they bought them out um, a couple years. Ago when they um, were like being sold from, I forget who previously owned it, but yeah, Hasbro. I don't know if they continue, still have a, a ownership with them, but yeah, for a minute they own Death Row Records. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, um, so if you were slaughter, that makes sense though. I understand the connection between Hasbro and Death Row Records. Hasbro I- makes GI Joe. Uh-huh. G.I. Joe guys use guns. Oh, uh, hysterical. <laughs> night, he had them AIDS bullets. Oh, so, so bad, so bad. What did you think of, um, as, a, as a kid, what did you think of uh, as Slaughter? Uh, of Slaughter? Um, the wrestler or the G.I. Joe character? Uh, either one. Um, the wrestler, I, I was so-so with. Okay. But, man, I got down with the G.I. Joe character. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I to this day have vivid memories of the uh, Serpentor uh, episodes of GI Joe. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Slaughter was heavily featured on those, and he would like fight like ten guys at once and like take them out. Yeah, he he was he was he was a he was a tank. He was. <laughs> um. Now the first time I saw him was obviously the uh, Hogan program. Of uh, Desert Storm, yep, and you know uh, he was being trained by uh, the Sheik, uh, yeah. being managed by um, what was the guy's General name? Adnan. Yes. Um, well, apparently, he, he feuded with an AWA like literally like months prior. Hysterical, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. What territory did Slaughter come come from before um, Vince? AWA. So he was with Vince, Brian uh, Gagne, Gagne. Yeah. and they yep. were what based on Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. Okay, that area. Okay, okay. but yeah, I just remember too. Uh, Slaughter had the Sheik's curved boots, and then when he was yes. like kick people, I was like, "Oh my goodness, that's so dangerous!" Right? Had, like, on him. Yes, yes, save. And and he used uh, camel clutch as his uh, finisher. Yep, because back then that's what every. You know, Middle Eastern person had to use as a finisher. <laughs> it's terrible, right? Like, <laughs> what do you think is more devastating move, Camel Clutch or the Boston Crab? Oh, interesting. They're two ed- 
two different ends of the exactly. same spectrum or something. I don't think. Exactly. Um, what's more devastating? I'm thinking about it from a, from a realistic standpoint. I'm like, oh, like if you're in the camel clutch, I don't think you can get out of that. Like if someone's really got you in that move. Yeah, because your arms are behind their knees. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're, you're pretty much stuck. So I feel, and your, your neck is getting jammed up. Right. So I'm like, from a real, from like, if we're talking, uh, you know, to quote my main man, Vince Russo, if this was real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm like that, that move's going to really mess you up. Okay. Uh, the Boston Crab also, uh, again, if this was real, uh, yeah. the Boston Crab can also really mess you up, but I think it's easier to get out of. Okay. Okay. You've got your okay. arms free and your legs are pretty powerful. Right. Right. If you did a lot of deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, then also, um, what was the guy's name? He was in the Attitude of Ruthless Aggression Era, but they, um, Hassan. Oh, Muhammad Hassan. Was that his finisher too? Yes, it was. But what did he, did he had a name for it? The Camel Clutch. I feel like they just called it the Camel Clutch. But was it a variation of it or was it, was it the Camel Clutch? No, it was just the Camel Clutch, I'm pretty oh, sure. Okay. And because uh, Vince was like, you're Middle Eastern. There's camels. You would do the camel clutch. Even though I, I read that he's really Italian. That's correct. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a great tan job. Yeah, great tan job. Probably, uh, he's probably Sicilian. Okay. I feel like they're, they're darker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think when they had, uh, going back to Slaw, you think, like I said, when he came back and they turned him heel, we think that was Vince trying to get uh, as Pac, uh, get Adam since he's like, oh, since you didn't let me get any of that money, I'm gonna make you, you know, a bad guy to mess with your GI Joe wholesome character. That's definitely a possibility, <clears throat> um, and, and it was probably a bad move looking looking at back in hindsight because WrestleMania Seven, I think, was the lowest attended WrestleMania um, ever, and it did on the cusp of Desert Storm. Right, like so. You have this wholesome GI Joe character that kids grew up with, with in the '80s, coming back with like an actual the whole Middle Eastern gimmick, which was actually going going down. Right, and, and like that's I, so I think, crazy in retrospect. That'd be like if like now we had like you know they brought in like some like you know Russian uh, you know character to like during like this whole Ukraine Russian war, like they played off of that. Yeah, yeah, it would be the same same idea. Yeah, um, it'd be like back like as a Russian spy, or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's pretty much like the equivalent of it, basically. Uh, and I mean, at that time, because think about this too, when all that stuff was going on with the USSR, yeah, they had Nikolai Volkov. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he wasn't initially like a good guy, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I see what you're saying. The the turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In that regard. <laughs> Against like Hogan in '92, it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have been as crazy. Right, right. You know. Um, okay, I feel you on that. I, I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. Um, after that, did he? He was. He pretty much went to like a, a backstage role, right, as an agent after uh, WrestleMania Seven. So um, he was around a little bit longer. I feel like he had a small stint with WCW. Okay. And then came back uh, as an agent. Yeah. Okay. Is he still an agent to this day or is he now like retired and 
relaxing? I'm pretty sure he is long retired. Okay. All right. Well, had an illustrious career. Probably still making money off of the uh, toy figures and movies and likeness that's probably getting used of him. I hope. Yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, and and I, it's funny. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, man, talk about dropping the ball. Like, like, like number one, like people watch wrestling for entertainment and to get away from their problems. So, like, it was a bad idea to involve the real world, real war, you know? Right. But, okay, you have that bad idea. We're going to involve the real war. Yeah. You don't bring Slaughter back as the turncoat. You you have the Iraqis beat up Hogan, and you bring back Slaughter as his partner. Yep. We need G.I. Joe here. Yep. Like, the real American hero. And, yeah, him and Hogan together take that. Yeah, because G.I. Joe was was probably on, like, the end of like the whole like hype behind it, but it was still present. Right. They still had commercials of like the toys and stuff like that. Exactly. I'm like, kids were still watching it at that time. Yeah. Yeah. They got got Slaughter and Hogan going against like Sheik and uh, General Adnan. Yeah. Because in a tag match, like Adnan doesn't have to do much. What was Adnan? A worker? Uh, From what I understand, yes. Uh, he He had literally just been in a program with Slaughter and AWA prior. Oh, I thought you meant program like manager or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, so no, he's an no, actual like, wrestler. Against each other. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, very odd um, during, during that time uh, with booking. <laughs> yeah, but I think you might be onto something. I think Vince was feeling a certain kind of way. But then again, Florida could, at the end of the day, could have just said no. Like, if he was really uncomfortable with the, the whole gimmick of it, too. Yeah, he could have. Like, if, if that was, like, you know, if you really about that, like, you'd be like, nah, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? That, Let's work true. on something else. Yeah, no, I feel you. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, they dropped the ball because they, they probably could have made good money with, with Slaughter as a baby face helping Hogan. Oh, yeah, and just think of, like, the, the great promotion behind it. They could use the, you know, actual, like, they had to, like, teeter the line as far as, like, believability with it. But, yeah, because, you know, yeah. Hulk Hogan, like, a, you know, end the war in, in real life. <laughs> right, but right. He's got to figure it out some, some way. But, but, I mean, they tried to play it off. Like, I mean, he was wearing the fatigues and the flag. Yeah. Like, got shot in the face by a bazooka. Right, like. like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, then they also have matches in um over there for the troops. Wasn't that, like, how that started, too? No, was- no, that came a lot later. Oh, okay, that okay. That came during, um, what, uh, I feel like that was after 9-11. Nah, nah, because they were wrestling for the troops out during the Attitude Era, I feel. Like, okay. like, like in, like, Kuwait and stuff, like, when, yeah, because, yeah, I think so. Um, well, we'll have to look that up, because, yeah, yeah. I, they, I feel like when they made a big deal of it was after the 9-11 thing, and then it was, like, tribute to the <laughs> troops, because I remember Cena and, like, all yeah, the pat- patriotism was like at its highest at that point. Right, right. So they might have already been doing something, but like to, yeah. they really made it a big deal during yeah. that time period. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, uh, I, I didn't even think of that uh, new spin on how they could have done it. Because uh, well, they, they they sort of rebounded with WrestleMania eight, but then went back downhill again with WrestleMania nine. So I was like, those uh, mid WrestleManias, like after <clears throat> after five, was like. So it hit and miss. Yeah, very, very. Like six was, you know, was pretty decent because you had Hogan and Warrior. So it was champ versus champ. Baby yeah, first. No, 
Nothing else will be remembered for that because I don't think anyone remembers anything else from WrestleMania six. <laughs> and was that the first time two baby faces fought in the main event for titles? Yes. Yes. Uh, so you had that. So then obviously we just mentioned seven. So like that was a, a, a lull. Then eight uh, was somewhat a little, little decent. Yeah. Um, the nine, that was a lull. But then yep. 10 came back crazy, crazy good. But then 11 was sort of a lull. <laughs> <laughs> 12 was so-so. But 13 was even better because you had uh, Michaels and uh, Stone Cold with Tyson. That was 14. So what was 13. 13, um, I feel like that was, was that Taker and Sid? Because 12 was Hart and Michaels, right? Yes. I think the match. Yes. Right. So you might be right. Taker and Sid might have been 13. Yeah, I'm putting uh, putting it in the Google machine now. But I was going to say, then after 14, they, they went on a, a decent stride after that. Yeah, 14, yeah, 15, 16, yeah, 17, yeah. Pretty much the next five uh, or six uh, WrestleMania's were like pretty decent. Yeah, no, you're right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Taker versus Sid was the main event for WrestleMania 13. Yeah, so that one was a lot because I can't even, t- like I said, couldn't even remember the main event. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking at this. I'm like, the yeah. only good thing that came out of that was Bret Hart and Austin. Oh, okay. We well, is that when Austin passed out? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, right. you you ready for this card? Yeah. <laughs> Opening match, Billy Gunn against Flash Funk. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Second match. Yep. The Headbangers against Doug Furness and Phil LaFon against the Godwins against the new Blackjacks. Who are the new Blackjacks? Blackjack Bradshaw. Oh, okay. And Blackjack Wyndham. Oh, okay. All right. But, yeah, that this sounds terrible on paper. Right? Bash number three. <laughs> Rocky Maivia. Okay. Against the Sultan, managed by Bob Backlund in the Iron Sheik. Oh, okay. I don't know why I've been to this thing of uh, wholesome American wrestlers teaming up with the Middle Eastern heels. Right? Like. <laughs> so but okay. What well, is funny? Because the Sultan was uh, Rakishi. Yes, which I, I feel like I just recently learned that. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, Vince has a thing of Samoans playing other people other than Samoans. I know, right? Yokozuna's uh, Japanese. <laughs> the head shrinker's a... I don't know what he... But not obviously Samoans. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes. Match <laughs> uh, number four. Triple H against Goldust. Okay. Match number five. Mm-hmm. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog against Mankind and Vader. That could be a good match, though. Potentially. That's an interesting one. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember Mankind and Vader teaming. That was probably a last of a minute. Let's throw these guys together. Right. And then match number six. We already discussed Bret Hart, Steve Austin. I mean, that's yep. a classic. Yep. Wow. You ready for this? Yep. Match number seven, the Legion of Doom and Ahmed Johnson uh-huh. take on the Nation of Domination, consisting of Farouk, Crush, uh-huh. and Savio. Oh, so this is the original nations. Yes. Okay. And they potentially, had... could, potentially could be 
okay match. <laughs> on paper. I feel like probably not. No, because this is when I, before Ahmed got injured and you know it sort of slowed down his like mobility. So this is probably when he was like his prime prime. So I think it could have been decent. Maybe I you feel like this is LOD probably at the tail end of their things. Yeah, so I'm saying like on paper could have been okay. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, if, potentially. Yeah, we have, have to, to go back like, and watch it. We have to do like a side episode on like the the potential of like what could have been of uh, Ahmed Johnson, right? Like, get injured? Like I thought he could have been like really the guy. Yeah, like he could have been heavyweight like material. Cause you know some guys that can be like only like IC material. I think he could have helped us not for like a long time, but like with the right I'm trying right. to think like who could have been his like. 1A to 1B, like to, for the heavyweight title program during that time. Because if he was, if it had been like Michaels, I, I don't know. No, that's not working. Yeah, it's not really working. Um, he'd, he'd need a strong heel. Taker? Like, I don't think like, Taker's the right guy either. Okay. Uh, Sid? Try, like, it's funny. I'll tell you who's the perfect guy, but he wasn't that guy at that time. Okay. Triple H. Yes. Ah, uh, uh... Like, All right, like, well, we, like evolution, evolution Triple H. If we're, if we're thinking of a program, though, you got they have to bring it both of them, like, for A, an extended time, you know, months, and, like, bookings. You know what I'm saying? Like, both aren't the heavy, craziest on the mic. So, yeah, that's, that's the only thing I can see. What about Sid? Sid. <clears throat> I, I don't see Sid and Ahmed meshing. Really? Because yeah. Sid could get busy with any guy of his size, and he can hold the promo down. Yeah, but I feel like him and Ahmed, their styles just like... Okay. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, who, who else was a big dog? I guess Austin? Him and him and Austin program for, say, like six months? With like heel Austin before Austin was the big baby face? Yeah, set them up for SummerSlam going into uh like Royal Rumble program. I like, can see that. Already. Him and Austin could have been good if if Vader was like the Vader that Vader was in WCW. Yeah, oh, I've been beastly. Yeah, but he, he would need a uh, Harley Race though to be his mouthpiece though. Definitely. Oh, look, Cornette. I, Cornette was good. Nah, nah I was. I see. I never got the hype behind Cornette even as a kid, as a manager. I was like, this dude's goofy. He carries a tennis racket. I never. <laughs> I don't know what made him so like popular. What was funny, because I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll admit I wasn't a fan of Cornette as a kid either. Yeah. I, I truthfully didn't become a fan of Cornette until Cornette became a fan of me. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I did a uh, tryout for uh, NEW, and uh, Cornette was there. And uh, Cornette said I reminded him of a shorter Ernie Ladd. Oh, okay. There you go. Big Cat. Yeah, yep. Okay, okay. And uh, he, he liked my match. I went 30 seconds over on time in that match. And Cornette's okay. like, I don't even care. He's like, because it was so good. Okay, okay. And I was um, like, that's right. But you think he'd be a, a decent uh, mouthpiece for Vader? Uh, Cornette? Yeah. I, I think he was all right. Looking back at it in hindsight, again, as a kid, I was not into him. Yeah. But as an adult, I can look back at it. I can appreciate Cornette would yeah. sometimes throw in some innuendos and things that, like, don't catch as a kid. No, we don't really talk about as managers, and he was somewhat... During more than the attitude era, but was that that guy was Cyrus or uh, the, oh, the, yeah. the you know, uh, who's yeah. now Kenny Omega's manager? Oh, Don so he's Callis. still in the business, yeah. 
I didn't know the I only remember him as a kid, but he always had like that like gemstone in the middle of his forehead. That's right. He was, like sort of like a like the cult leader ish with you know type of uh, character. But yes. like was he was he decent now? Like did you remember him as a kid being decent? I don't remember too much about him as a kid. I remember I remember the gimmick, but like I don't remember what I thought of it. Right. But how's he now? Um depends on your flavor of ice cream. Okay. Okay. I right. personally um I like him and Kenny together. Okay. But I know a lot of people don't. Okay. Um he's like okay. a, he's like a throwback at this point. Uh he comes out in like the like bright pink suits or like other garish colors. Yeah. Um, you know, and his whole thing is he's supposed to be obnoxious. He, he's okay. an obnoxious manager. Okay. You know, and he thinks Kenny Omega is the greatest thing ever, and he wants to okay. tell everybody about it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I like that, but I think people, people that fell in love with Kenny Omega, the best bout machine. Yeah. They want that Kenny Omega back, and I'm like, number one, I don't know that you can get that Kenny Omega back. Yeah. Um a big part of that Kenny Omega was the fact that he was in Japan and wrestling these Japanese style matches with guys that know how to wrestle that style of match. Ah. Uh, I was actually looking last night because um, I saw a thing. Kenny and uh, Will Ospreay, uh, you know, they had a big match at Wrestle Kingdom last week. Great segue. I was about to ask you if you had a chance to see any of the Wrestle Kingdom uh, highlights of matches. Uh, I've seen some highlights. Um, and we will definitely discuss that shortly. Uh, so yeah, great segue. Let's get right into uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay fought for the New Japan U.S. Championship. And Is that a new belt? What's that? Is that a new belt? Uh, they had that before before the pandemic. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, John Moxley was the champion going into the pandemic, and then he couldn't get over there to defend it. But I thought that, I thought New Japan's heavyweight title was the IGWP with the the. That's their world heavyweight title, the IWGP. This is their U.S. heavyweight title. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Okada and uh, Jay White uh, fought for the... Okay, I I got you. Yep. Um, I hope they all turn to AEW and have, like, 20 different uh, belts. I know, right? (laughs) Seriously. Um, But, but yeah, the... uh, So, Omega and Moxley fought for the U.S. heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And uh, what got my interest here was that um, I saw a headline said Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay becomes the second highest rated match of all time. Wow. And I was like, what? That's crazy. <laughs> right. But I mean, that's only one person's opinion. And uh-huh. that, that one person is Dave Meltzer. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant that was like a, oh, okay, I got you. Oh, he rated another 100 star match? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. But it, it when I saw that, it, it got me to thinking. I was like, what, you know, what makes these matches so great? So I looked. So the highest rated match of all time, Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada, number four. Okay. And that got seven stars. Okay. Second highest rated match of all time, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. As well as Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada 2. Okay. Uh, both of those got 6.25 stars. Okay. Third highest rated match of all time. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six matches tied for this, but I find it kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, we've got Shingo Takagi 
versus Will Ospreay from 2021. Okay. We've got the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page from 2020. Okay. Got Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega 3 from 2017. Okay. Got Kazuchika Okada versus Kenny Omega 1 from 2016. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Mitsuhiro Misawa versus Toshiki Kawada from 1994. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat from 1989. What was the 1980? Was it a pay-per-view or just a random house show match or something? Based on what this says, I think it was a random house show match. Because all it says is uh, Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat, Landover, Michigan live event, March 18th, 1989. That's crazy. That probably right? <laughs> was like a kid. Like, oh my goodness, it's so real. Right? right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. But uh, but I will tell you, you know who's on this list the most? Kenny Omega? No. Oh. Kazushka Okada. Ah, okay. Okay. And I'm like, but I feel like no one ever talks about him. I'm like, everyone's like, oh, Kenny Omega's the best. Oh, Will Ospreay's the best. But I'm like, they've had their best matches with Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. So should yeah. he be the best? <laughs> I mean, you could say that's like almost like <clears throat> with the whole like, you know, Ric Flair being like the man because he everybody had great matches with him. You know what I mean? Yes. But, like, you know, always, people always put Hogan as, like, the guy. You know what I mean? Right, right. <clears throat> but does Okada bring in seats? Like, I guess that's the, the... Like, my man Kevin Nash is, you know, like, the best uh, wrestlers... In, or not Kevin Nash. Uh, Al Snow, the best wrestler who brings in the most money. Yeah, that's definitely Al Snow. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, and I guess at the end of the day, because Okada doesn't speak English, like, he's yeah. not going to bring seats over here. Right, but these are New Japan shows, also. Is he bringing, seat, you know, butts to seats over in, you know, in Japan? He must. Like, he's, like, the guy over there. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I, I would be interested, like, when we make our trip to Japan, it would be interesting to see how much memorabilia he has, like, you know, floating around and, like, those type of areas, you know what I mean? I feel you on that. I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, cause I was gonna say, um, speaking of like big, the head Asian, you know, wrestler, uh, uh, Muda, didn't he have a, a, a match as well during uh, Wrestle Kingdom or no? Not during Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. But gr great segue. Um, cause, cause he, he opened up the year on January 1st, really opening the forbidden door. Well, I was going to say, uh, yes, because he fought um, Shinsuke, Shinsuke, correct? Yes. Yes. But so oh, what, what I'm was sorry. It? I'm sorry. Great Muda did have a match at Wrestle Kingdom also. So, but what was the match against Shinsuke then? But yeah, the match against Shinsuke was uh, January 1st for All Japan. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so he can do that. He can he, he, because I thought he was always a New Japan guy. Yeah, but for, well, I think at the end of the day, Great Muda's arguably probably the biggest Japanese star in the past, I don't know, 20, 30 years. I was about to say, where do you rank him? Like, do you put him above Inoki? Um, overall, no. Like, okay. Inoki is huge right. for Japanese wrestling. Do you put him over Baba? Overall, no. Okay. So uh, he's more like, Just because both those guys started, like, five. the Japanese companies, you know? Right. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
Um, would you put him over um, uh, the the wrestler uh, that passed away in the ring? He has like the, the was a tiger driver. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I might have to put Muda over him only okay. because of and you know this this is the American in me. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, I don't necessarily know what Muda means to Japan. Yeah. But I know here in the States, like, Muda is Japan. Yeah, he has some crazy... Well, you ever see any of his uh, entrances his, uh, over Japan that he, you know, he would come down to? Not in Japan, no. Oh, they were crazy. Like, they were highly cinematic. But it's okay. time for... Yeah, you gotta definitely... Just look on YouTube, take a gander, but they, they're pretty decent entrances. I'll definitely um, check that out. Did you see Shinsuke's entrance? Yes, with the uh, violinist and the giant like warrior drum. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's a big feel. Like, uh, imagine if he had that at WrestleMania. Well, I always felt like over in Japan, their rest- wrestler entrances were much more like not impactful, but like you really got into them. Like the crowd was like could be you know the quiet crowd, and like the music was just hit. Like, oh, yes. you, you ever see? Um, I know you're a UFC fan, but you ever see like Pride back in yes. the day? Yes, entrances were like crazy epic. They were, Um, you know, it's something about their like how they introduced their 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 combatants. They're like, like I said, like combatants. Like it's like uh, gladiators going into like you know I'm saying like the Coliseum, like that big big entrance, you know. And obviously, you know, they throw like the Greeks would throw all like the pedals. Like in Japan, they throw all those like streamers and stuff like that. Right. Which I imagine the wrestler probably gets. Annoying after a while. <laughs> it's funny as an American wrestler, like I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, but I, I bet, like, yeah, I bet if you're there and it's happening every time, and you gotta wait five <laughs> minutes for them to clean it up, like, <laughs> like and they all if they'll clean up correctly, you might trip and fall on something. Right, right, like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I always thought the entrance was cool. Like, shoot, look at Vader's entrance, you know, with the Mastodon. <laughs> Yeah, the smoke and all that. Like. I know. I, I definitely agree as far as like you mentioned Muda as like over here in the states as like that that Asian wrestler. Like it was right. him, uh, Tajiri, uh, Thunder Liger. I never saw Liger that much as a kid. Not uh, growing up, um, it was mostly like Muda. Maybe the great so- uh, Saki. So Saki. Okay. Saki. Yep. Yeah, I forgot. Sasuke, I think. Sasuke. Yes. Uh, he looked like. But then it could, have, it could have been like any American wrestler looking in the ninja gimmick too. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if it was Al Snow. Yeah. But then again, and, um, and uh, what was the WWF wrestler that had all the tattoos on his body? Oh, Hakushi. Hakushi. Yeah. Way before his time. Yeah. His moveset was crazy. And then obviously everybody talks about his feud with uh, Bret Hart. Yes. Who who I, I read enjoy he enjoyed wrestling against him. Like that was only like wrestler he. I guess he was, you know, homesick a lot. Uh, but, you know, he really didn't mesh to our style that much, but he really right. enjoyed his matches with Brett. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And uh, especially because Brett, you know, because the Japanese style at that time was more realistic. Yeah, but Canadian wrestling wasn't really that, you know, that similar to Japanese wrestling, though. No, but Brett himself was a very realistic style wrestler. True. I, I feel like Brett didn't mind getting hit. Brett didn't mind hitting back. Um, and, and you look at like, like it's funny, even the, the simple things like like the way Brett hits the turnbuckle. Oh, when he took it to the front under like uh, the sternum. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I guess it's funny because he said in the interview, like, it really doesn't hurt. Like, the way he did it, it, like, it looked crazy and impactful, but, like, I guess he was able to, like, I don't know, finesse it to his way that, like, it's like getting hit with a feather. Yeah. Right. Which, which shows how, you know, good a wrestler. Like, if you can make moves look like you're about to die, but, like, it feels like nothing, that means you're doing it. Yeah, absolutely absolutely and what and what i was gonna say about the way he took it like because he was asked why did he's like because why would you turn around he's like your body's moving forward you you don't just all of a sudden like turn like you know that makes sense i mean i get the only way i could see it if like somebody had the strength and like turned your body around in midair while you were getting whipped to the corner yes that that would make sense because think about it, when you get Irish whooped against the ropes, it's not like you keep on when you get you know you keep on going forward and you just find yourself going out the ring because you're going forward to the ropes too, not backwards. But 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 you the same thing though when you get whipped to the ropes, you turn you turn your back, you, you hit the that, ropes and then you know turn and go backwards. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So yeah, but no, it's interesting that he did that because I've never really seen other wrestlers do that. Yeah, same. Either they just haven't found the timing as far as like making it look impactful and. You know, take it full <laughs> They'll knock the wind out of you. Yeah. So, unfortunately, he's he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but Goldberg uh, a couple of times has knocked himself uh, out conscious with <laughs> diving into the, the the ring post. Right. And I know it's you know you always see a thousand dudes do it you know with the shoulder, but like it's a couple of times I think he's like hit his head on it and rung his bell a couple of times. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, you know, it's like you said with Okada, like he's you know he has all these five you know the highest rated matches, but like nobody really talks about him, which is so crazy to me. <laughs> uh, but so, did you see the card? Only did you see the whole event or no? No, I did not see the whole event. Uh, I, I I've, I've only seen some. Uh, in fact, uh, the only thing I've actually seen is. Um, and let's segue into this. Yeah. Formerly known as Sasha Banks. Yes. Now known as Mercedes Monet. Well, I guess to see the event, like you have to have like a, it's through an app, I guess. Like it's not like a conventional ways of watching a pay-per-view. Yeah. New Japan has the worst um, <laughs> streaming content ever. No, don't say that. Don't say that. Because if you're trying to ever see yourself getting business over there, they might hear this. So, I don't, don't, don't say that now. <laughs> I, I still buy it. And uh, <laughs> if they decide to not give me an opportunity to work with them because I say <laughs> they have the worst streaming, I mean, then they, they, they are silencing me for the truth. <laughs> is, it, is, it worse than, is it worse than Peacock? Worse than Peacock because at least Peacock, I know how to get. Okay. New Japan, they have a U.S. site that's in English, but like it's not very well put together. Okay. And like trying to look up stuff because we, we were actually going to order it and yep. like it was like showing stuff for like last year. <laughs> that been hilarious that you order you're like, wait a minute, this seems different. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, where's Kenny Omega? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> where's Will Ospreay? <laughs> where's the audience? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a pandemic time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody like <laughs> on the TV screens. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> All right, but so you you, you caught Mercedes um match though on, on online. Yeah, I caught her uh, entrance and 
her unfortunate uh, new finisher. What's this new finisher? <laughs> it's supposed to be, um, you know what uh, the gory special is? No. Um, I'm trying to think of who who has something similar. Do you remember Victoria? Vaguely. Um, huh, I'm trying to think of anyone. All right, well, I'm just going to describe it. Okay. So, so basically, you pick the person up on your back. So their back is on your back. Okay. And their legs are kind of like around your waist. Oh, okay. Yep. So there's like a hula hoop around you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But but yeah, their back is on your back. You've got your yep. arms under their arms. Yep. And uh, usually from that position, you drop to your knees and the person drops face down. Okay. Um, that's usually how that move goes. That's what Victoria's move was at that time. But uh, Sasha, um, she's doing it so where she spins the other person. Okay. To like in front of her. Okay. And it's I think it's supposed to be one fluid. I, I'm actually I'm not sure if it's supposed to be one fluid motion into a DDT, or if there's supposed to be a pause and then the DDT. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but either way, that's not what happened. <laughs> Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> and uh, so, unfortunately, uh, and this is why I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's supposed to be one fluid motion or if it's supposed to be a pause. Because I'm like, okay. oh, if it's a pause, I know where it went wrong. Yep. Um, so, so Sasha, she did it to Kyrie, Kyrie Sane. Okay. Um, and Kyrie, like, kind of just went straight down to like her face, like before okay. Sasha went down for the DDT. Oh, uh, okay. So it was like, oh, like Kyrie's already down on her face and Sasha's now going down for a DDT for like with nobody there though, you know? <laughs> so she DDT'd like, like a, a ghost or something? Yeah, yeah. Like she DDT'd a ghost basically on top of Kyrie. Like, because Kyrie was already down. I gotta see this now. Cause this is hilarious by description. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is this the first time she's done this move before? I think so. Uh, I've, I've never seen her do it in WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got a feeling because uh, she's been training in Mexico uh, with, with the Juice, Juventud Guerrero of all people. Really? Is he still is he still wrestling? Um, I don't know. Okay, but uh, but but yeah, she's been because uh, Conan was talking about it on his show. This was months ago, actually, uh, okay. when, when no one knew you know what was going to happen. Yeah, and Conan was like, "I've got the inside scoop." He's like, "Sasha's in Mexico training." He's like, "She's going to be wrestling again." He's like, "I don't know where." But okay. she's trading right now with Hoovy. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, so it's probably something that they came up with over there. Because I'm like, yeah, that looks Lucha-ish. Oh, I just saw it. That looks that looked terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see uh, yeah, what it's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, it could, it could look dope. Right. But, so, who... So, all right. So, hmm. Okay. Yeah, but there was really... To, uh, to Sasha's like she really couldn't like do a whole lot after um, uh, Kyrie's already down yeah she so messed it up though for her yeah like, she, that, yeah that, that was her boo boo and that's why I'm like I think there's supposed to be a pause cause I feel like oh if you throw a pause in there like you can get all the time you got down yeah, yeah well uh, I hope she uh, you know send my bat on that one yeah, yeah, you know. Hopefully, uh, they'll they'll get a chance to to 
do it again and make it look right. Yeah, because that looked ugly. Yeah. I can see that if you uh, botch it, like, within a match, you, you have time to pick back up to do something else. But if you're doing, like, coming down to, like, introduce yourself type of thing. Right. Mm, mm, mm. Woo, yeah, that was rough to see. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but I mean, and the funny thing is, Kyrie's a decent wrestler too. Yeah. So she was one of oh. my favorites in NXT for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Her and uh, Shayna Baszler had some bangers. Really? Yes. Okay. I uh, I definitely recommend anybody that gets the chance um, go back and watch some of their matches because um, I, I I studied a lot from those two working together. Okay. All right. Well, it is what it is. Um, what's cool that uh, New Japan has like a lot of these uh, clips on online now to watch. Yeah, yeah. So definitely uh, uh, check out uh, the matches as well. For sure. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh. So. Um. Anything new with AEW? Cause I know you're the AEW man. Yeah. Um. And actually, I spent most of the day yesterday catching up on AEW. There you go. Um, so, so that's good timing. Um, and, and before I transition to AEW, I do. I just want to again give a shout out to New Japan. I mean, they they truly. It's it's funny. I'm like we we just talked about how all Japan they 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 on the, the first day of New Year's they they opened up the, the Forbidden Door with Shinsuke against Great Muda. Yes. But New Japan really, I mean, talk about opening a, the Forbidden Door. They had somebody from every company on their show. Um, well, I'm looking at the car right now. All right, so you obviously had Omega from AEW. You have uh, FTR, AEW. FTR also represents AAA. Oh, okay. They're the AAA um, tag champs. You have uh, Leo Rush. Is he still um, a, a free agent? Yeah, he's a free agent. Okay. Um... Muda, he's free agent, I guess you yeah, could say. He's a free agent, retiring. Retiring. Carl Anderson from WWE. Yeah. Um, and I like. I guess the only company missing is Impact. Yeah, because I don't see Impact slash or NWA. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But uh, um, but still, well, I'm like to have. WWE and AEW talents on your show? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty huge. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Wow, they had Tiger Mask? Yeah, but, right? Like <laughs> Memorial Six Man tag team match. So crazy. And, uh wow. Minoru Suzuki, Tiger Mask, and Fujinami, uh against Nakata, Kojima, and Makabe. Okay, I'll be interested to see that one. I don't know if that on paper if it sounds good or if it was like just a um, a mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that could go either way. I'm like you got some older people in that match. <laughs> yeah, like Suzuki. Yeah, <laughs> he's gotta be like up there, like at oh, least at fifty something. Yeah, probably. Do you think he's yeah? Well, Muda's what sixty. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, and not mentioned. Yep. 
um, and, and really shouldn't be mentioned, but uh, at the show in the crowd, Bailey. Oh, okay. So she flew off to Japan? Yeah, yep. She, she didn't have a match or nothing like that or a show with WWE? Uh, no, they, they gave her the time off so she could go see her best friend wrestle. Oh, that's dope. Right? Like, shout out. And you know what? Shout out to Triple H. Like, and this, the, the, you know, at least while things last. Uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, once Vince comes back, like, hey, do we see wrestlers start to be like, all right, well, time to look for other other promotions. Yeah, the, the SpongeBob mean, all right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, if, if, do you think, like, say names, like, you think Cross would stay? Oh, do you think if Vince was, still runs it, it does, does he keep a guy like Cross? Well, and that's just, what I was just going to question. I'm like, does Vince let these people go? Like, yeah. does it become a Jimmy Wang Yang situation, but the opposite? Yeah, I know, right? That he, yeah. Or like, whew. I don't know, man. Like, does Road Dog keep his job? Like, why? Doesn't he like Road Dog? Like, that Road, was... Do- Road Dog was let go under Vince. Really? Yeah. Under what pretense? Um, uh, don't need you. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, no, nah, I wasn't sure. Like you know, he likes all them DX guys. I thought. So so Road Dog was let go. Um, it was Triple H that brought him back. In fact, that was Triple H's first hire back was Road Dog. Oh okay, okay. Um, which is hilarious because uh, Road Dog started a podcast when he was let go. Yeah. And the entire time during the podcast, he kept talking about how he was trying to get hired by AEW. Oh, hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of AEW, since you said you so, yes. watched uh, this post. So yeah, finally uh, spent some time yesterday catching up on AEW, um, seeing the aftermath of MJF uh, as heavyweight champion. Okay. And um, it's very interesting to watch it play out in hindsight. Okay. Uh, knowing that Regal would be leaving to go to WWE. That he, yeah, but finally he might be heading back to AEW. <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so watching it play out, I'm like, wow, like, yeah, this was really thrown together. Like, I'm pretty sure Regal, like, went to them and was like, so Triple H is back in power. <laughs> he wants me back. Uh, I'd like to go. <laughs> How can we make this work for everybody? Right. Because, um, yeah, it was really weird. Like, out of nowhere, he turns on Moxley to help MJF. Yep. The next week, Moxley cuts a promo. Like, I never want to see you here again. Yep. The week after that, MJF um, turns on Regal. Yep. Like, MJF debuts his new belt. Um, and, and they make a big deal that Moxley's not in the building. They're like, okay. oh, like Moxley had a segment earlier and left. And okay. Like, oh, so like Moxley's not here, so Regal feels like he can come back. Okay. And then MJF turns on him, hitting him in the. And, and I, I was actually, I, I felt bad because I was like, man, like nobody believes in wrestling anymore. Okay. So you can't get the reactions that you should. Okay. Okay. Because uh, when MJF turned on Regal, he hit him in the back of the head with the brass knucks. Yep. Regal's had concussion issues. And it's like, uh, man, like, if, if people still believed, like, it, it would be like when Shawn Michaels uh, and Owen Hart um, and Michaels took that kick and, and was down. Yep. 
Like, that's how Regal went down. Oh, okay. But, like, the crowd, like, was, like, chanting, and, like, some people were cheering for MJF still. Like, it was, I'm like, man, like, you can't get the reaction <laughs> that you should. Yeah. Because no one like, leaves. Everyone's like, ah, whatever. So unfortunate. It really is. Um, and, uh, but, but then after that, so then the week after that, <laughs> uh, they, they play a video yep. of Shivani and Regal. Um, that that was like a like one of those host, not a hostage video. Um, what am I like a like a uh, oh like like a suicide note almost. Oh my uh, goodness! It, it was really weird. It was like so. Shivani's like he, he brings in the Blackpool Combat Club. Moxley, um, yep. um, da- Danielson wasn't there. It was just Moxley, uh, Cesaro, and Yuta. Yep. And uh, Shivani gets in the ring with them, and he's like. I made, Regal made this video a few weeks ago <laughs> and, and wanted you guys to see it. Okay. And like, it's Regal and Shivani and Regal's like, if you're watching this, that means something happened to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. And he's like, but you know, when you've been a villain your whole life, you got to expect that someday karma's going to come back and something's going to happen to you. So I'm always looking over my shoulder. And yeah, if you're watching this, just understand something happened to me. But Moxley, like, I had to turn on you, like, to teach you the last lesson to always look over your back, like, you know. <laughs> okay, all right. I guess that. I guess that's a nice little bow, you know, uh, to the how you know him leaving. I guess. Yeah, you know, yeah. To, to, to make it make sense somewhat. Completely, but yeah, it was really weird. Like I'm like, okay, like. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I was going to say, um, did they have a pay-per-view recently? No, uh, their next one isn't until March. Really? Yeah. So they're just doing, why isn't, why, all right, I guess that's, they only do four a year. Oh, really? So they're not like Vince and them, where they do it every other month? Yeah, Vince and them do every month. Every month, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah no, AEW, four a year. Yeah, that's how, that's how I like it, you know, to make it an actual pay-per-view that you be like, oh, this is real, I can look into watching absolutely absolutely makes the matches more special <clears throat> definitely okay okay uh is everybody back like all like uh the the elite they're all back running uh the elite they yeah they're all back they're doing that best of seven series um with the death triangle well who's winning right now like who has the the most wins so where I got to last night, they tied it actually at two to two. Okay. Um, and that was coming off of a no DQ match. Is this for the title? It's for the six man tag titles, or I think they call it the trios titles. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I think AEW has the trios titles and ROH has the six man tag titles. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um, okay. Oh, Speaking of, uh, I don't know if you saw, ROH uh, is now going to be streaming. Really? I thought they always been streaming. Well, prior to Tony Khan buying them, yeah. Okay. Um, and then when he bought them, there was talks of trying to get a TV deal, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But uh, Tony Khan came out last week with a uh, big announcement that ROH will be streaming uh, for $10 a month. You can get yeah, all of ROH. Also, even so, like, from when they first started, like the whole library. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean, the price is a little pricey, though. I mean, I feel like that's the average for what streaming services cost. 
Nah, well, you saying ten dollars a month? Yeah, yeah. I'm, well, Peacock, I'm paying twenty dollars a year, and that's but basically for the whole network. So that's Wait, less twenty dollars a year. Yeah, they had a promo for uh, twenty dollars a year. Oh, that's wild! I because I'm like, yeah. you've been paying ten dollars a month for it. <laughs> yeah, that's why when you said uh, ten dollars a month, I was like, what? Oh, that's wild! Yeah. I didn't know about that. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. we've been paying ten dollars a month for Peacock. Yeah, just hold out to when you see them type of deals. But, but yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, but uh, are you going to try to mess with ROH's uh, app or not? No, just because I'm like, I, I, I'm not even keeping up with all the wrestling now. So okay. I'm going to pay $10 a month to not keep up with more. <laughs> okay. 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 But I might, you know, we'll, we'll see if they, uh, I was reading an article about it this morning and uh, the interesting thing, I guess, that they're going to try, they say, is to keep ROH a separate product. Um, from AEW and so it's like if you want to see the Briscoes, if you want to see Brian Cage, if you want to yep. see Ember Moon like yep. you've got to pay the $10 a month Speaking of ROH whatever happened to John Grisham? He went to Impact Oh, okay uh, His wife is Who's his wife? Jordan Grace Really? Yeah Never knew that Yeah, I wouldn't have pictured it but uh, yeah Okay, okay um, How's he doing over there? I haven't heard anything on him, but I'm very, very low peripheral on Impact. Okay. Like, I know a few things going on. Like, I know Josh Alexander is now their longest reigning heavyweight champion ever. Okay. Um, and, and good for Josh Alexander, but that's crazy to me. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I'm like, I would understand if you gave Moose, like, that, that run. Right. Um you know, uh, but yeah, looking at the list, like they're like he's now ahead of Bobby Roode, he's now ahead of AJ Styles. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, Samoa um, Joe, Kurt Angle. Okay. Um, it's like wow, like yeah, I'm like, and no disrespect to Josh Alexander because he is solid. Like he is solid in the ring. He's really good. But I'm like, like yeah. I said, I would have given Moose that kind of run, like, and been like, man, like, yeah. Uh, do you think Grisham was uh? In the right or in the wrong for leaving ROH? I don't know if it was a right or wrong kind of situation. Okay. Um, everybody's got to, you know, going to feel a certain kind of way about things. You think he um, was, you think he was under, he wasn't like, the spotlight wasn't on him when Tony Khan took over them? It wasn't, but I don't know that it should have been. That's what, okay. All right. All right. It's one of those, you know, Jonathan Gresham is an amazing wrestler. Right. One of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Okay. Like, everyone talks Zack Sabre Jr. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Gresham should be in that conversation. If you're putting Zack Sabre Jr. in a conversation, you need to put Jonathan Gresham in a conversation. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Like, he's that kind of good. Okay. But with that being said, if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a sound? That's true. Nobody knows who Jonathan Gresham is. You think also his height plays uh, against him as well to push? No question. Okay. I guess I can't call him a vanilla midget, but uh, I'll call him a Hershey Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm like you know, he's, we have a guy with nothing. Well, I was gonna say we've had uh, guys that were that tall that was still pushed heavy. I mean, look at uh, Benoit and Eddie. Number one, different time period. Okay, okay. 
And, um, and number two, it took them time to get there. Like, true. Jonathan, like Jonathan Gresham, no one knows who he is. Yeah, he just doesn't have the machine mind. That's why, like, if Tony Khan put the light on him, it would be a different situation. But maybe if Gresham gave it some time. Okay, well, how long has he been in business for? Oh, he's been in the business for a long time, but he, he's never, you know, you've, that that's fine. Like, it, it's no different than, here's the, I've been in the business longer than Jonathan Gresham. Okay. I will acquiesce that more people know who Jonathan Gresham is than know who I am. Okay. So, so if I show up at a place where Jonathan Gresham is, I've got no problem with, I've got to earn my way up this card because Jonathan Gresham's already there. Right. Jonathan Gresham needs to understand if he shows up at a place, even if he is the best wrestler there, if no one knows that, you got to give yourself some time to work your way up the card. Okay. Right. And, and I think he went into it like, I'm Ring of Honor champion. I'm the best wrestler here. I should be used as such. Well, he did. If he, he worked himself up to being uh, ROH champ. Yeah, but like at a time when ROH wasn't ROH. What do you mean? The I ROH mean, was ROH, but I think Tony bought it. Yeah, but like who was really there? Like, oh, making it hot. Lethal? Was Lethal even there? I think so. I think you're right. I, I do think you're right. Um, and probably some other. I, like, I really don't watch a ROH to exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> but then, because they're more on like the pure side, I still like entertainment with my wrestling. You know I mean? And that's fine. And that's perfectly fine. But I, 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 I think ROH was at its best when, when it was pure with some entertainment. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I still to this day, I, I, I can't tell you the feeling I had being in the Hammerstein Ballroom, and, and Kevin Steen came out, and you got two thousand people like hating him. Okay. And, and it was still that feeling. It, it's, it goes back to that, you know, like I was talking about the William Regal thing. Yep. And I'm like, man, you had an audience that didn't believe. But I'm like, man, I'm like, in 2012, Ring of Honor and Kevin Steen comes out. That was an audience that believed. They were like, Kevin Steen is the worst person in the world right now. Like, <laughs> okay. And like, yeah, like I get goosebumps. Like right now, I'm I'm shivering not because it's cold in the studio, uh-huh. um, but because I'm thinking about that that feeling that I had. Okay. Okay. And when I wrestle. That's the feeling I want to inspire in the audience. Okay. Okay. You know, uh, it's funny. I think there are certain moments in time, particularly on an indie level, uh, that that resonate with me. And indie might not be the right word because I'm like, no, indie. Ring of Honor at that time was an indie. Um, okay. But yeah, there are certain things that where it's like, man, and I think about uh, seeing Leo Rush, um, the Blackheart Leo Rush. Um, oh, it was like a field gimmick? Yeah. In, in combat zone. What do um, you think of him as a worker? <sighs> I gotta... I, I want to answer this carefully. Mm-hmm. Because uh, my feelings on Leo Rush as a worker are very torn. Okay. Did you ever face him? No, I've not. Okay. Um, I would love to, though. I, okay. I think he and I could make some magic together. Okay. Um, Leo Rush is an amazing talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly a once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like possibly the closest thing to a modern Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. With that being said, unfortunately, he's 
a little too much modern wrestling for my taste. Okay. So I end up not like, like I end up like loving it and hating it at the same time. Different, but okay. Yeah, because like and I was the first time I saw Leo Rush live and I saw the Blackheart entrance. Yep. Like I felt something like inside of me. Okay. Um, you know, uh, like I was like, wow, like it, it, like like people talk about the Undertaker's entrance and like feeling something. Like man, they're like, oh, the Undertaker's entrance, and if you see it live, like you know, like it feels like there's ice in the building and stuff. Yep. I've never felt that. Okay. Um, yeah, I've never personally felt that. But when I saw Leo Rush Blackheart entrance live, yep, I felt that. Okay. Um, like that—that's something that will stay with me. Um, you know, probably like if if I were to like die and be mauled by a tiger. Yep. They, they say when you go through something like that, your your body produces a, a chemical. That, that basically allows you to leave the moment. Um, okay. And it's believed that you just kind of flash through like big moments of your life as you die. Like, so that way you don't actually like experience it. Okay. Um, and I think if I were to go through that, like the big moment of my life that would flash through would be like Leo Rush's entrance. <laughs> like, <Hysterical>. right? <laughs> like, like, they're like, oh, like your, your wedding day, the birth of your child. I'm like, well, I haven't had those things, but I've had Leo Rush's entrance. <laughs> okay all right um and, and so i'm like yeah like that that's something that stayed with me um but but then like he wrestles and when i'm watching the beginning of his match i'm like wow this is so impressive and so amazing and his movement is so unique yep <clears throat> but then by the end of it and like he's been power bombed through like two tables and kicking out at one and i'm like you're four foot ten at best <laughs> like <laughs> How'd you kick out of that? Ah, okay, all right. So you rather him to uh, take the take the L in that kind of situation? I, I just like 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 I have a hard time suspending my disbelief when like he kicks out of big moves and like you know beats like a bigger guy like in a, in a certain type of fashion. Okay, because there okay. is a fashion that I'll believe him beating bigger guys because I I think he's that kind of good and that's why I compare him to Rey Mysterio. I'm like, talk about a modern day Rey Mysterio. He's a guy that his movements will make you believe he could beat a bigger guy. Okay. All right. I'm surprised you have him compared to uh, Mysterio and not uh, Ray Phoenix. Here's why. Um, okay. I, I think Leo Rush is smaller mm-hmm. than Ray Phoenix. Really? I thought, about the, I thought they're the same size. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, and, and Ray Phoenix is amazing. No one does the things that Ray Phoenix does. Lucha Bros. Yeah, for sure. But but Leo Rush, to me, he's more believable beating a bigger guy. Really? Yeah, because of little yeah. things. Like, Leo okay. Rush does that thing where he'll, like, run the ropes and then turn to, like, hit another rope. What do you mean? Like, so quick. Like, so usually, you know, if, you, if you're running the ropes, you're only going one direction. Correct. Leo Rush can run the ropes and quickly take a left. Oh, Okay. And it's like, and it's so fast. And it's like, yeah, if he was fighting a big guy and that big guy's trying to like hit him with a clothesline, but Leo Rush quickly takes a left, hits the ropes, comes back like and hits the guy in the leg with something or crawls under his legs. Like, it's very believable to me. I'm like, yeah, because he's so fast with it. 
Yeah, so I got you. <clears throat> I got you. Okay, okay. All right. <clears throat> got uh, like right now. Through. Yeah, I want to see Leo Rush and W Morrissey in a match, and I shouldn't want to. And wait, I who want to see either of those guys together? Wait, who going against who? W Morrissey. Who's that? Um, ah, what was his name in WWE? He's seven feet tall, and you can't teach that. Oh, uh, Enzo and uh, uh, Big Big Cass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> That's his new name. Yeah, his new name is W. Morrissey. What promotion is he, uh, is he out of? AEW. Really? Yes. Is Enzo there too? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, w. Morrissey, he's with your main man, actually, uh, Stokely Hathaway. Really? Yes. He's, that's an odd tandem. Right? <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, is it working? Um... <laughs> That's what I said. It's an odd tandem, so is it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not loving it because uh, okay. I, I don't like the group as a whole. Yeah, because you know, uh, if 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 he has the same character, like he wasn't big cast, he's not very like comedic. No, he, he's uh, he's supposed to just be the big muscle beat you up guy. Yeah, he, he's he's basically what Lance Archer is, but they already have Lance Archer. Ah, okay. And the group, it's him, it's uh, Lee Moriarty, uh, okay. who I'm just not digging. I don't even know who that is. Exactly. Uh, he, he's one of Cody's students, I believe. Okay, but he's not doing so well? He's okay, and he's, he's good in the ring, yep. but I'm just not gravitating to him. He hasn't he hasn't pulled me in yet. Um, I put him in the, and this might not be fair, but I put him in the, actually, no, he's way better than a Wheeler Yuta. Because um, okay. I was gonna put him in that Wheeler Yuta Daniel Garcia category. Okay. With these young guys that are getting these spots that I don't understand why they're getting it. <laughs> oh, but I'm like Lee Moriarty. I'm like is way better than Wheeler Yuta in my opinion. And Wheeler Yuta is getting a bigger push. Okay. Um, but but yeah, Lee Moriarty just something about him. I'm just not that. Like he he seems to me like a Dollar Tree uh, Kenny King. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I'm surprised nobody has brought him in. I know. So crazy. I know. <laughs> like, the like, only thing that makes sense to me, I'm like, I, I think he rubs people the wrong way backstage. I, I've heard that about him. Uh, I thought maybe because he's just, like, people will confuse him with Jay Lethal. I know, right? Like, I can see that, too. Uh, but but I, I've heard that he rubs people the wrong way backstage. Uh, I think uh, he's a little bit cocky. I mean, you got to be confident in your, in your skill set. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, you know, and I think Kenny King's really good. I'm a big fan of his, actually. Okay. Um, so I think he deserves to be cocky about things. Right. But uh, like you said, the uh, Wheel of Unit and uh, who else you said? Daniel Garcia. Daniel Garcia, you just can't <laughs> figure no, out. I don't, I, I don't know why they're getting the pushes that they're getting. I got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, I mean, you know, it must be something. Yeah, it must be something. Uh, a lot of people didn't uh, realize why. Um, what's his name? Uh, the one, uh, the AEW guy that uh, brought his fiance and ended up marrying somebody else. Oh, Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara, yeah. And I mean, he's turned into, I, I call him a star. Well, yeah, but I don't know. I, I feel like he Ricky Stark should have that position where he's at. You know what I mean? 
Well, Ricky Starks is starting to get a big push himself now. Oh, for real? So yeah, he's, he's yep. trying to get light shine on him? Yeah, big time. Oh, that's good. So yeah, because because uh, I, I, I understood what you were saying, and then I, I had to think about it. I'm like, no, Ricky Starks is probably in a higher position than Sammy Guevara in some ways right now. As we speak. Oh, really? Okay. All right, well, that's good. Because, yeah, yeah for a while, Sammy Guevara was getting pushed crazy. Yeah, Sammy Guevara's been getting pushed crazy. Um, Ricky Starks, they, they gave him a major push at the end of 2022. Okay. Uh, they did they did a tournament to, to declare number one contender. Okay. And uh, they made Ricky Starks the constant underdog throughout it. Okay. Um, like, I feel like his first opponent, and I could be wrong on this, anybody listening, that's fine, correct me. Uh, but I feel like his first opponent was either W. Morrissey or Lance Archer. Oh, okay. All and, right. Like, you know, it's the sort of thing. But wow, he got through that. But like, he got hurt, like his ribs. So next match, like his ribs are taped up. You know. And, are you a fan of uh, Lance Ar- Archer? I like the concept of Lance Archer. Yeah, the big man. Yeah, like and like the big man that beats people up. Yeah. I just don't like how they've used him. Okay. Okay. Like he beats up random people. <laughs> like Jobbers. Yeah. Like. It's like, who is that? Why are you beating up and why why should I care? Well that's nah, that's good. That's a throwback. You want them to, you know, establish their dominance on enhancement talent. So when he, But it feels like he, a match, but it's not in matches. What do you mean? Like it's just like Lance Archer in the back, like someone's drinking coffee and Lance Archer's just like, I don't like you, and like throws him oh, off the wall. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, like if it was beating up jobbers in matches, I would understand that. Okay. But yeah, no, it's just him like beating up random people in the back, like that are not AEW talent. Oh, okay. All right, all right. How's uh, how's um, uh, uh, I just, I just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, uh, Moxley and, and Brian, they doing like, you know, doing their thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Moxley coming off of the MJF William Regal thing. Yeah, I feel like Moxley right now is probably in a little bit of a state of limbo. Okay. Uh, well, no, he's not in a state of limbo. I'm sorry, he's now feuding with Hangman Page. Okay, that's where Moxley's at. Okay. Oh, uh, is Hangman still rocking the the butterfly jeans? Uh no, but he's still rocking weird stuff. <laughs> I, I want him to drop the cowboy gimmick. Uh, what, what gimmick do you want to change as into? Just be Hangman Adam Page. The, the the Virginia teacher. That's his. That, he was a teacher originally. Yeah. Really. Like, yeah. Awesome, like, awesome, like Shane Douglas type of thing. <laughs> well, was Shane Douglas an actual teacher? Yeah, he uh, taught in the the uh, Pittsburgh school system. Oh, that's hilarious. But yes, think, yeah, um, he did a shoot interview. I think he taught um, like uh, kids with uh, uh, like like almost like. Not, but like, but not like, per se, ones that had like attention deficit type of, you know, that were really hyper. Okay, got you, got you. So like those, those type of students. Okay. But yeah, that's where the whole, you know, Dean Douglas, I guess they got off, I guess he told like, you know, what he initially did. Okay, and yeah, that is when Vince would like, love to just take real jobs and be like, yeah, this is your gimmick now. I mean, it's somewhat easy when you think about it. True. But I never knew that Hangman. Oh, well, yeah, Adam Page yeah. was a, a teacher. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think literally, like, right up until signing with AEW. Yeah, but then he wrestled in New Japan before AEW? Not regularly. Oh, okay. So, what was his gimmick in New Japan? 
He's always been the cowboy. Oh, so it worked for him there. So why are you why why are you trying to take off of him? I think because now you're seeing more of him. What do you mean? Like if if you just saw Hangman Page the wrestler, yes, and he comes out and he looks kind of like a cowboy, like you're like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah. You know the cowboy ish and all that. He's from Virginia. That's the South. He's from Virginia, but Virginia's for lovers. Oh, okay. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, Hangman. Like now that you see him every week, you're like, oh, he's not really a cowboy. Like that's not who he is. Like, well, are you trying to like make him like a Stone Cold type of character? No, because he's not that. Okay. All right. Um, if he was that, I'd keep the cowboy gimmick on him. Okay. All right. Uh, he he's kind of a sensitive guy. Like he's a niceish guy. Like so, I'm like, I I'd, I'd be okay with him just being Hangman Adam Page. Like. Okay. No gimmick, like just he's just a guy that that puts on really good matches, and he's there to like wrestle and fight. Okay, yeah, like a like a cowboy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but but cowboy. When I hear cowboy, like I think rugged, western boots and like spurs. Doesn't he wrestle in boots? He does. Yeah, so there you but go. that's because he's the cowboy. There you go. But I don't, I don't think he's actually that. So you want him to come down to the ring in a horse or something like that? Well, he's done that before. Oh, for real? Yes. Well, there you but go. I, but that's my thing. Like, I don't think he's really that guy. If we were just seeing him as the wrestler, I think he could keep the gimmick. Okay. All but right. we see him in butterfly jeans. We, we see him in his... Yeah, but I, I, I read that the butterfly thing was actually like... into. It was like a, a social... Um, uh, a message because I guess that particular butterfly is like going extinct. Uh, actually, I forget what the, the the breed of butterfly, but it's like a, a very uh rare butterfly that like is going to extinct through like pollution and then man made issues. So he's just bringing like attention to it, I guess. Like, like, like interesting, yeah. So there's a message behind the madness. Okay, well, and I guess here's my take on that then. I'm like, because I've got no problem with that. Yep. Cowboys don't have political messages. Cowboys chew tobacco and, like, spit on the ground. Yeah, that's from the, from the not, movies, though. They're not worried about butterflies. That's from that's only from the Clint Eastwood movies. <laughs> but that's what, what we think of cowboys as. No, I mean, historically, cowboys uh, are almost like uh, ranch handlers. Okay. And ranch handlers aren't worried about butterflies. I don't know. You never they're met worried one. about their cows. Well, yeah, they, they're worried about you know livestock and, and you know nature and stuff like that. You know, if they'll have animals and land, and they don't really have anything. Yeah, that's a stretch. No, nah, that's not. That's not a reach. I mean, just didn't have social media back in like the fourteen hundred <laughs> or whenever you know the Wild Wild West was happening, all that type of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but they weren't sending out smoke signals like, oh man, watch out for the butterflies. <laughs> you never you, you never know. You never know. Um, I, I'm Native American, so I've got I've got good good uh good knowledge of this stuff. Okay. <laughs> um and shout what, out to the Choctaw tribe. I, I was gonna say, um any since there's no pay-per-view coming up to you know till March, um, how are the shows as far as like dynamite and do you watch Dark or just Dynamite? I just watched Dynamite. I don't even watch Rampage. Um, although I'm going to start. Okay. Okay. It's funny. So the princess, she doesn't like Rampage at all. 
Okay. And uh, so we don't watch it. So what I've realized, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to start watching that while I work out. Okay. So that way it's like on in the background and I can kind of know what's going on with it. Okay. All right. All right, cool. Well, since we've, uh, I think we're at a, at a peak time, I was going to say, um, yeah. you, have, you have an event coming up in a couple of weeks. So if you want to shed light on that before we uh, sign out. Yeah, we got a show coming up in Maine in a couple weeks. Um, And I'll give more details on it uh, as we get closer to it. Um, But yeah, up in... uh, Wow, that's horrible. I don't remember where the show even is. Um, It's somewhere in between Bangor and Fairfield, Maine. It's like the halfway point between those two spots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Somewhere I've never wrestled before. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking forward to it. And again, I'll have more details the next time. Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, you know, the month of January is here. We're in the new year. Uh, it's time for some new gear. Um, and we've got a lot of podcasts for all of you to hear. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, big stuff happening in the world of wrestling as a whole. Forbidden Doors have been open. Royal Rumble is coming up in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Um, How about that? Yeah, so we'll definitely we'll have to do an episode on that. And uh, when is uh, the rumble? What, what's the January twenty eighth? Okay, so the end of the month. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And uh, you know, a lot of speculation as to who may be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, all the implications for WrestleMania. Um. So so yeah, we'll definitely have to do a, like a whole episode just running that down, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do an episode within the next two weeks. We'll do an episode. Uh, Oh, it might have to be next week because uh, on the twenty first we've got a special episode coming up. Indeed. Um, so more on that another time too. So maybe next week we'll do an episode running down uh, what's going on going into the Royal Rumble and what we think will happen going into WrestleMania. Indeed. So yeah, so let's uh, we'll put that on the calendar for next week for yep. all of you out there to listen to. Uh, we've got no water bottle today. Ah. Uh... Um, woke up very late this morning and uh grabbed a sparkling ice okay uh, those things are delicious i don't know if you ever had them i'm not familiar familiar with it it's uh it's a um zero sugar flavored sparkling water okay okay um it tastes like juice um it was on sale at stop and shop so i was like let me try them they're only a dollar a bottle of regular price even okay affordable Um, yeah very affordable and uh, yeah, I got um, this one here. I'm drinking this morning is kiwi strawberry flavored. Um, but the pack that I bought, uh, it was kiwi strawberry, orange mango, strawberry lemonade, and um, black cherry. Okay. And uh, yeah, they they taste just like juice. I generally don't like sparkling water. Um, I'm not into LaCroix or any of those things. Okay. Because um, to me, they taste like watered-down juice. <laughs> but uh, these, to me, taste just like juice. So I'm like, oh, this is my jam. And it's zero sugar. Okay. And Because uh, God body doesn't happen by accident. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I guess on that note, uh, if you want to take us out, then. Like we always do about this time. Ah, yeah. But uh, nah, y'all could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here, you're listening to us, and we appreciate that. We love you. Big things coming on in this uh, new year 2023 for this podcast. We are going to make this our biggest year yet. 
for those of you that are on Instagram, uh, definitely check us out at Before the Three Count. Uh, we will be posting regularly over there, talking about stuff going on. Uh, I would expect us to have a Twitter page within the next few months as well. Um, so definitely, folks, uh, be looking for us on social media. Um, and of course, if you're listening to us, you already know where to listen to us on your favorite podcasting platforms. Um, taking it out on this beautiful sunny Sunday morning. Hope you guys have a great day, great week, even your year. We'll always be here for you every week on Before the Three Count, as we always do. One, two, three.